it was really difficult to try and discover, okay, so what does this mean for my life? What does this mean for me now? Am I not, do I need to reinvent who I am or why can't I just be who I am? Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. And welcome back to Herspective. And what is this weather that we're having these last couple days? It's been absolutely the weirdest thing. So like all every day is fog, rain, like eight degrees here, at least in St. Catharines. I think it's similar in Toronto. And then all of a sudden on Friday, it was like the hottest day and most beautiful day out of nowhere. It's a, it was a summer day. Like it was a legit, it was 27 a degrees. summer day. <laughs> It's a, it was great, but it was I was wearing a weird. sleeveless shirt, and I was actually in leggings, which I was too hot. I was just going to say, I was wearing a sleeveless shirt and leggings as well, and I was way too hot. I was, like, sweating buckets. And then today, it's kind of nice out, but it's cold. Yeah. Well, it's it's back to fall. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is fall. <laughs> Mother Nature corrected itself and we're yeah. back on track. <laughs> I guess El Nino was like flew in rearing its head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so so yeah, just in case our listeners like, you know, don't live in a um, six feet deep hole. <laughs> so now you know what the weather just is like. Just in case you're not dead and you're alive to see. <laughs> And you go outside and have windows and TV and apps that tell you the weather. Yeah. yeah. Um, we thought we'd just fill you We in. got your backs um, on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So fun show today mm-hmm. with a pretty cool guest, but let's take care of some housekeeping things first and we'll get into it. Yeah. So first we can start off with thanking our sponsor, House of Hyla, for supporting Herspective. House of Hyla is a Canadian shoe brand bringing you the most beautiful, comfortable, and affordable vegan leather monochromatic pumps. Check out their full product line at houseofhyla.com and don't forget to use coupon code Herspective20 at checkout to get a full 20% off your first order of any Generation 2 purchase. Yeah, man. They're so comfy and so beautiful. And holiday season is rolling around. And they've got a color for every outfit you could possibly have. So um, check them out. Yeah. Okay. I have to like get something off my chest. I have like a confession. Yay. What is it? I do I already have know? no reason to confess. <laughs> you do, You don't. That's why I'm like... <laughs> I feel I need to share this with you and whoever else listens to our podcast. So you're sharing your personal information, not only to me, your best friend, but also uh, numerous listeners. Okay. Yeah. Go. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) Um, Well, I I think because it's kind of funny and like, I just think it's funny. So (laughs) it's also kind of gross. So I've been taking lots of vitamins lately. Just quick side note, feeling so good, like getting out of bed again, normally taking B12s, omegas, vitamins, working out regularly. So I'm really committed to like sticking to this like much more like positive and like healthy routine, which I feel really great. So that was a side note on that. But because, and maybe you know, if you take vitamins, they often like turn your pee, your pee quite yeah. <laughs> bright yellow. Yeah. Yeah. So as you know, and some of our listeners may 
recall me chatting about us putting in a pool in a hot tub this summer. Um, so I was in the hot tub and I've had two kids, so things aren't as like, you know, uh-huh. tight up in the <laughs> bladder region. <laughs> Yes, I love so, this confession. <laughs> and you can tell see it's it. It's warm water. It's warm water <laughs> and a little trickled out. <laughs> and it took me by surprise because it was bright yellow and I didn't have the jets on. So it was still water. Oh and my God. My husband was doing some work in the backyard, like raking up the leaves and stuff. And he walked by and he like looks over to chat with me as he would and he was like what the oh and just like walked <laughs> away <laughs> his reaction is we did the best not part of the story he's like oh speak a word God. of it we did not i just i did not acknowledge it he did not acknowledge it i don't even know 100% if he knows he knows he in the hot tub <laughs> he saw <laughs> so <laughs> so if he ever listens to this episode he's gonna be like oh my god lauren like, i i but did know i i saw. just pretended like it didn't happen and i was then i put the jets on after and just but i like i wasn't like i didn't get in the hot tub to like pee it just like trickled out it's warm water after two kids your bladder okay, well that is as like intact that's beyond terrifying <laughs> that that is something i can or women get to look, look forward, forward to. to that's lovely thank yeah. you for that nightmare. Um, but yeah, I just had, I felt like I had to confess because like, I didn't have like a conversation with him about it. We didn't like, he didn't say like, babe, did you just pee in the hot tub? <laughs> Probably because he, upon marrying you, never really thought he'd have to say those words. So when he came to the realization <laughs> that that reality was actually happening, he was probably a little traumatized and was like, I can't say those words. I'm walk away, walk away. <laughs> I like to believe that he thinks there was some strange chemical reaction and it was just turned a little bit of the area bright yellow. But his reaction was fucking hilarious because yeah, I, love I that think reaction. he like knew, but then was like, if I say anything, she'll be mad because I'd be like, well, I can't help it. It's warm. You try and... birthing two children. <laughs> yeah. And so, or maybe he just like is that sweet and was like, I won't embarrass her. But then uh, the other hand would know I wouldn't be embarrassed by that. I'd be like, yeah, sorry, it slipped. (laughs) I love that. But it made me think like, oh, my God, if I'm ever somewhere else and I'm in water and like, you know, some I feel like a trickle needs to come out. Like I have to jump out of that water because if I'm on my vitamins there, it's basically like the pools that they put the dye in that if someone does pee, it like follows you around. It's essentially the same thing, only yellow instead of blue so this did happen to me um you peed i (laughs) but mine wasn't um (laughs) mine was controlled and on purpose and okay so i feel like those are not two things you can say together like (laughs) controlled you obviously had no control if you're just letting it loose in the pool well that's the worst part i did have control i chose to do it and i (laughs) it was i was on vacation 
in Nashville with a couple of my girlfriends and I was, we went right in the pool right in the first thing in the morning. So I was really dehydrated. My pee was really yellow. I'm like, hey guys, I'm peeing right here. Fuck it. It was a rooftop pool and we would have had to go so far to go to the bathroom. And the first thing you see is my yellow stream of pee and I had to stop and go into the bathroom. Like I couldn't finish the pee. It was so like yellow and the water was so clear. And, (laughs) but then... We couldn't stop laughing, so more was coming out, and it was just really hideous, so I can't even judge your story, because mine was on purpose. (laughs) Mine was not on purpose. I actually always go to the bathroom before I get into a pool or hot tub because of that. Because you're responsible and not a fucking delinquent like I am. (laughs) Just disgusting. I know. It was so (laughs) disgusting. Let's be real. If anybody tries to say they haven't done it, they are dirty, bold-faced liars because everybody has, I don't care, young and old, you all have. There is too many vacations that we've all been on, all-inclusive, whatever, you're away, and nobody gets out of the pool for four hours and you're just crushing drinks. No, you're pissing in that pool. That's how I first learned about it. My friends, I went on a vacation again to an all-inclusive and I was getting out and going every time. And then I'm like, yo, why the fuck am I the only one that goes pee around here? Uh, We're all drinking the same. And they're looking at me. They're like, really? And I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. And that's the, that was the beginning of my peeing in pool days. And now I like it. (laughs) No, I prefer it. No, I like it. Oh my God. (laughs) All right, I think confessions <laughs> days should be over because you never know what's going to come out of my mouth and I probably should be embarrassed about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, people are not going to be too amped to go in a pool with you anymore. <laughs> I would never also, like... I don't think you're invited over. I know. I was just going to say, like, I would never do it in, like, a, a small, like, a friend's pool. Um, yes, that would, would be weird. No, <laughs> just in, like, strangers' pools. <laughs> I think it's just like a fetish now. I like to pee in pools, but okay, only but you know how good pools. it feels to go. It's a real rush. <laughs> I'm walking down the street and I see a pool. I have to jump in. I have to pee. <laughs> um, no, marking that territory. Yeah. I'm um, leaving that yellow stream. No. I have to do it. And just to be fair, it was only yellow that one time. Okay. Otherwise, okay. and I didn't even know that would actually happen because I've peed so many times at pools that I never had seen anything. I guess. I was just so dehydrated and hungover that anyways, now I know not to do it, especially when I'm hungover because that was really embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Good call on that. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because like I was the same. And when I went to Vegas a few years ago with a couple girlfriends, when we got into the pool at the Mirage, it was like beautiful, crystal clear, like nice pool. And there wasn't a ton of people there yet by, I don't know, mid afternoon, late afternoon, you could not see the water, like the water became trans, trans, uh, or sorry, opaque. It was no longer oh, transparent. Yeah. It was opaque. So I was like, oh my God. And people were like going under the water. I'm like, there's oh. 800 people in this pool. So disgusting. Anyway, I think good. Great. We've confessed. You're obviously worse. Let's let that be known. Um, that's fair. Mine was an accident and it's my own hot tub. Uh, <laughs> yours is intentional and in strangers' pools and um, vacation pools. So good. Yeah. Glad so everybody's good. aware of that. <laughs> yeah. Confession ideas aren't good for us. <laughs> I don't no, like I think we should corner. probably keep doing this. 
Yeah, Everyone's getting a real window into their perspective hosts right yeah, now. Us girls We're are classy. individuals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moving Speaking on. Speaking of classy, I had a lovely dessert the other night of uh, some kind of blush wine that I dropped some fruit into and uh, had a passion flaky on the side. Yes, I love that. It was such a nostalgic dessert. So I had flaky. one not too long ago. It was during COVID. I saw it at the dollar store. Oh, there's like oh, by the checkout. Questionable. Also. It was a single. <laughs> I know. Jess, you are making some questionable Very decisions. Very clear how well I make decisions. But it was at the checkout and there was like a single one. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm getting this. And I did. And I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> After you blew the dust off it, you're like, this is going to be amazing. I didn't know they still made those. And then they're like, no, we don't. It's been there since you were in grade eight. So (laughs) they don't still make them. They are still there. Next time you should just try a Twinkie. They have them there too. I saw them there too. And I thought that they stopped making those, which concerned me, which is why I didn't buy them. But then I don't know why I thought the Passion Flaky would be okay, but it was. It's like an ancient artifact now. (laughs) A Twinkie. Well in preserved, museums, I'm pretty sure. In my body. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's coming out the exact same way it went in. <laughs> okay, are we? I feel like we've, like, turned into, like, seven-year-olds where we're like, pee and poo is I funny. Know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just, like, mature, educated women. Yeah, we're very mature, obviously. <laughs> so, speaking of mature and educated women... Britney Spears is on a downward spiral, I think. So, like, you guys know how much we care and are concerned for Britney lately, though. And, like, we had reason to be concerned of all the things we've spoken about before. But lately, these videos are next level. Like, oh, my God, I have no explanation. There is no reasonable explanation for her behavior. Well, she's just thirst trapping almost, it seems. Like, and you know what? She looks great power to her but like why why are you doing this like the beach videos and she's like talking about doing yoga and that she was doing yoga the only yoga poses she did were like the most sexual of the yoga poses just like cat dog or whatever it's called or obviously cat cow um (laughs) cat cow that's it just which is basically like well yeah there's downward dog downward Um, dog and she did that ass up face down yeah no i don't know what song goes (laughs) (laughs) yes we do we are scarborough girls i feel like i feel like we had a different sex song on our last intro equally as explicit and yeah picture painting (laughs) I mean, inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she, yeah, like that. And then like, cool, go to the beach, do yoga, like nothing wrong with that. But it was just some unusual filming. And then the stripper dance. Well, like, I find what's even more unusual is her beach essentials video. What the fuck <laughs> is that? Like her essentials. Five beach essentials, essentials to bring to the beach. Uh, a hat. Like what the fuck? Well, I feel like that's not outrageous. That is outrageous because it does not need to be said. It really doesn't. Well, does anything that she says on her videos exactly. need to be said? No, I can live with that. It's the It was the stripper dance that really caught me 
as like all this of is, it is this weird. is very unusual behavior yeah. outside of her already unusual behavior yeah. and who's filming this and like why are they 10 the feet tall is he not like babe i don't know he like know comments on all of them like the best he's a her biggest choice. cheerleader he loves it. he's like yeah my queen it's like what did but you like, watch where that are her children yeah where yeah. are they were you there because you should be you watched that on mute didn't Um, you (laughs) i don't believe you listened no somebody whoever's filming her is also 10 feet tall or she has like a a tripod on a ladder that's so tall she's always looking way up so that's one thing i think it i don't think someone is filming her i think she's just propped up on something yeah and then the other video with her doing a fashion show of every single bikini she owned why this is this is the signs of someone who maybe isn't completely mentally well and like no, that is a definitely. thing like i know maybe we'll get flack for that like don't dms on that um it's not i'm not trying to cast judgment like if she if she's truly happy doing that stuff and that's what she enjoys doing in the power tour but like she has children she's got a boyfriend like obviously the videos are just minutes or seconds long but it's like this it kind of gives the impression this is all she does all day every day and like there's never anyone in the house in the videos which again could be intentional um but then then you hear that she's fighting for her own rights to like herself so it's just such a strange thing but since she posted that stripper one she hasn't posted anything in like four days or five days now um obviously there's lots of accounts that took that and had their own little heyday with it the one minute man account he definitely did a whole like thing kind of in support of Britney like being like obviously she needs help but I wonder if that was like and she took that video down so anyway I'm just I do worry that like is she spiraling like is it getting worse does she actually need some kind of like a caregiver in some capacity maybe it shouldn't be her dad or is she being kept on drugs and like this is being like facilitated I don't know I want to know but I don't know yeah, it, well, it just really appears that some substance is is happening here. Like, I don't know if it's drugs. I don't know if she's mentally ill. Something is off, which is our, you know, constant narrative about this situation. But it's just because they're getting weirder and weirder, I think. And they're still happening. Yeah. Like, if she was having a mental break before... Um, you know, a lot of stress about everything, but like, they're still happening. Why is somebody still not taking away her phone? It's still just unusual behavior for an almost 40 year old woman of like her notoriety, like being Britney Spears. It's unusual. Like, it's not like she's like a washed up, like a star, like she's still Britney Spears. Like, you know what I mean? And it wasn't that long ago that she was like the most popular pop star out yeah. there. So it, it, it's weird. Like, if, like, Cher was doing that or something. Yeah, like, like a like, senile what? older woman. Okay. A senile. Uh, well, then we can get behind it. <laughs> I'm not it. trying to indicate that Cher is senile because I don't think she is at Me all. Me neither. I'm amazing, just saying but... if we were in that kind of direction where it's definitely somebody who is way older, or... doesn't maybe understand Instagram, doesn't really get what it's for. Okay. But, like, you're way too young. And maybe someone who is more, like, a D-lister, too. Like, not someone who was Britney Spears status. Yeah, like, yeah, that too. Like, someone who tried and kind of didn't, like, got their 15 minutes of fame but did not have, like, what Britney yeah. has had. That Somebody I Somebody that was, like, more. known for being really eccentric. Like, I don't think that was Britney's shtick to be, like, really eccentric. Or if, like, 
Sammy Sweetheart or like I don't know even Jay Wow like any of those Jersey Shore people like I could yeah, see that yeah, being a thing yeah. but even them are like much more appropriate like, sane saving yeah. and appropriate well and then it's even sadder because you look back at her videos um some people like post her videos from when she was younger um and, like really in the midst of uh her pop stardom and it's so sad because she's talking like a normal fucking person it's like what happened because you were normal you were amazing. And you're just so her voice is so different. Everything, anyways, yeah, yeah. Well, I I've seen a lot of comments of people being like, "This is definitely like uh, the side effects of being on Adderall." Who knows? And again, we're speculating. And really, at the end of the day, we just hope Brittany is okay and like gets better. It's just really sad to watch this strange, the strange choices she's making, and to know that she is supposedly in a loving like partnership with this guy and he's like power to you like I don't know maybe she's got the money and he's like take like he's a kept man of sorts or something anyway it's just weird it's sad we'll see what happens if she posts a new video and uh, we'll keep you updated on that in case you don't follow Brittany (laughs) (laughs) yes we will um, but today we have an amazing guest on. Um, I guess we should kind of go in that direction for the rest yeah. of this because we could probably talk about Brittany all day. Speaking of videos and Instagram, this is and dancing, actually. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, we are being joined by a super fun lady. Her name is Lisa Colalilo. And you may know her better as Lisa in the City. That is her Instagram handle. She is a hilarious, fun mom, wife, influencer, and she is her authentic self on Instagram. That's who she is in real life, too. Um, She likes to call herself the eccentric mom trapped in the suburbs. Um, But she has tons of videos that have gone viral with over a million views. She has over 17,000 followers um, that she amassed in the first three months on TikTok. She had a YouTube series called Lisa in the City. Um, and she has partnered with tons of great brands. And her whole thing is that she just wants to bring like realness and make light of just being a mom, being a woman. Um, and she brings a lot of people a lot of like joy, happiness, entertainment. Certainly us. We love her. You know, she doesn't take herself seriously. She pokes fun at herself, um, but it's all very relatable. And uh, we are super excited to chat with her today. Yeah. So I guess without further ado, shall we welcome Lisa to the show? Welcome to the show, Lisa. Yay. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for being here. We have a we have a pretty cool episode in store, uh, as if we don't always, but right? today yeah. <laughs> we have you on, so it's really cool. Yeah, we're very excited to chat with the Lisa of Lisa in the City. Yes. Kind of a big deal. <laughs> I didn't even pay them the full $10 yet for that. there's a lot of show to still go so why don't you tell us a bit about that actually tell us where lisa and the city came from tell us who you are yeah this is the journey that i am trying to figure out myself you know when someone says like who are you and i'm like oh god it's like it's like a lifetime journey of trying to figure out who you are then Uh, there's a million words to to describe it (laughs) but um yeah, so I my background 
I mean, I have always, since from a really young kid, has have always been really into like performance. Uh, I was a backup dancer at one point in my life, um, and all that kind of st- like kind of in that whole industry, like performance and entertainment, like all this stuff has always been kind of like in my life. You know, you know, I was like those one of those kids that used to put on performances for their. I think a lot of people probably oh, did that. that. Me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, me you too. know, we would make a yeah. little stage in the basement and force our parents to like watch us and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> dance recital. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. choreographed and, dances. Yeah, and full I, and choreographed dances. Yeah. And then there was a point in my life where I was kind of like, I was pursuing that trying to pursue it as a career, but I was always broke. And I was like, I can't, I can't handle like just constantly being broke. Like, that was the that was a problem for me. And then I got into real estate because it was another interest of mine. And that's kind of been like my career. But there's always been this side of me that still loves performance still loves all of that. And so um, it's, it's kind of always been this thing that has made its way back into my life. And, uh, even when I was even in real estate, like I ended up on HGTV Canada because they saw my YouTube videos and, um, yeah, so it's just, I, I kind of got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop trying to fight it now and I'm just going to go for it. You're just going to dance. I'm just going to dance. <laughs> Which is what you do. Extra. <laughs> but why not? I mean, dancing feels so good and it's so fun and it's like just a happy thing to do and you just like especially when you're by yourself because no one's watching right (laughs) and you can just dance however you want I mean like I I'm so free fan of dance uh kitchen dance parties like I did all growing up my whole life we had a nice big kitchen and then now that I'm a mom and I have kids like we have dance parties in our kitchen and through the living room and it's just like such a feel-good thing it you is want to move your body and it's letting all the like ugh, there's not and- yeah there's not very many things you can do these days that are completely freeing and legal so yeah. <laughs> or don't en- you don't true. end up arrested or in like rehab or something so it's like one of the few things left very true. Very true. Accurate. I love I that mean, perspective could, of it as well. I feel like land you in jail. Yeah, I guess it depends. Like depending on what you're doing. Like, yeah, you're naked dancing in the street. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's not happening for me. <laughs> Same here. We keep try to avoid that, guys, so you don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to so get you... in trouble, and I don't want to get pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, sister. Amen. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, speaking of which, you're a mom of two. Yeah, three if you count my husband. Yes, <laughs> and we do. Yeah, <laughs> all all boys over here. Oh really? All boys? Yes. Oh Just my gosh, what is it like feeding all these men? Well, it's starting to get pretty like expensive like yeah my that's what youngest I can is only five so he's still kind of like eh. yeah like he he's he still snacks more where my nine-year-old is like oh and eating nothing. way more than i do and sometimes more than my husband who is a big guy uh so he's clearly doing some growing right now yeah. which i'm happy but it's just like oh my yeah, god like good. i make a certain amount of food and then he's like hey mom can i have some more i'm like no, there is no more. Like, <laughs> what is happening right now? You're used to having young kids. Now yeah, they're exactly soon. You'll be in teenage zone, and then there's always going to be needing of more and more and more. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I'm I'm expecting the bills to go up, up, up. So that's fine. I'll probably have to like maybe you gotta like, to, like you need a farm or something. I'll just have to like start an OnlyFans to support. My <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say get dancing, yeah. get them get them pedicures ready, start taking those feet pictures and just <laughs> upload them. <laughs> I would so do that. Fetish. I would totally yeah. do that. Why not? I don't know why we don't. I would totally. Like, yeah, who do cares? That. Yeah, Jess. Like, I'm actually surprised you don't have that. Me yet. too. Oh my god. Yeah, let's start, let's that. start an OnlyFans foot page. Just yeah, for like, feet. It's like a try. I don't have very though. good feet. I have dancer feet. Me neither. So like, I, I feel like just... I have really cute feet. Oh, see, so we ne- we need to monetize her. <laughs> yeah. No. Even it, it, there is a market for all types of feet. I'm sure we could all just even if you got like a dollar, I'd be like, okay, it's just my fucking feet. Like, <laughs> that, was a, that was a dollar I didn't cool. have. Yeah. So I, I'm not looking up. for millions, but if it happens, <laughs> it happens. Guys, I'm not even joking. What should we call our account? <laughs> Uh, I'm on the spot here. Fancy feet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do that. Funky feet. (laughs) Fancy feet sounds like a pedicurist place, though. Yeah. Funky feet sounds like a gross foot. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to like. We'll have to think. We'll have to think about that. Let's. I I like something fancy, you know, because we're classy. We're classy. Our toes are. We got classy toes, you know. We're so classy that we take pictures of our feet for uh, foot fetish people online, right? (laughs) Yeah. And we charge higher dollars for it. Yeah, yeah. I was just joking about it. the one dollar thing, you know. Yeah. That was not real. We want many yeah. dollars. I want many, many dollars. <laughs> well, this is the beauty of social media, right? Like these things exist. It, it's, it's there's crazy. totally a market for it, and that's actually like yes. kind of why we wanted to chat with you too, Lisa, because you kind of just like own Instagram in your own way, and we love it. We're so here for it. And it goes back to the dancing thing. Like, where did that come from? Like, why did you just decide, like, I'm going to dance, video, like, record myself and then post it online? Yeah, because you said you were a real estate agent. Um, Obviously, that is your career. So how did you kind of combine those or was one personal, was one professional? Did you need an When I first started, so, like, the whole Lisa and the City thing actually started from real, like, the real estate side of my career because, you know, it was, especially when I first started in real estate, it was mostly in the city that I was, like, selling until my clients started moving to the burbs and then I just, you know, you move with them. But um, that, the Lisa and the City just kind of started because of my initials LC. I was in a partnership before and... I wanted to keep the logo and that we had and like I was just like oh I'll just do like Lisa in the city and I had done like um, a YouTube series that was like in the city with Lisa as like just a test of like some content ideas at the time this is like 10 years ago and then I just switched it around to make it sound catchier and I'm a sex and the city fan so uh, Lisa in the city was kind of like my play on the show yeah. and like being a fan and all that stuff. And then the dancing thing, um, dance has always been in my life since like really like super young kid. And it's just one of those things that I just always like the first time I ever, you know, like the first breakup you ever have, like like a like a first boyfriend, you know, when I was devastated after like my first boyfriend, like my first real boyfriend, yeah. not like holding hands and like first mm-hmm. real love, boyfriend. Your first love. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really love them that much anymore. That's for sure. But yeah. you think <laughs> you love them. You think yeah. it's love. Exactly. <laughs> but like, um, 
the first time I ever went through like a massive breakup, um, like we started dating in high school and then um, it was a pretty long relationship. So it lasted like into me going to university and I went away to university. And then once I went away to university, like it just like we were going in two totally different Anyways, we broke up and it was like devastating because I didn't have my family around and I'm very close with my family. I didn't have any friends around because I went to a school that like none of my friends went to. And um, I was alone and I was like, you know, having a really hard time just like (laughs) getting back on my feet. And I'm not my mom was like, oh, why don't you just go exercise? And I'm like, like for fun. (laughs) Like, um, ew, who does no. that? Like me, like, I do that. I don't think so. <laughs> so you're, you're a different kind of breed. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, and, but I can, I can go to it. Like if I were to go to the gym, I would take a, an aerobics class because like, just tell me what to do. Like yeah. if I were to go to a gym, I would just end up talking to people and I wouldn't actually work out. So I have to like either have like a personal trainer or I have to be in a class and anyways, yeah. dance was the thing that I I ended up signing up for dance classes in university just to get away from thinking, overthinking so much about this breakup, started making friends and just like had the time of my life as a way to just like rediscover myself. And so it's almost become this thing that like is like a way for me to just lift my mood all the time. And then to be honest, I think I just didn't think about like people actually watching it. I was just like, I'm just going to post it like as a way to like just more keep a memory of it versus thinking people would actually watch it. And then I was just like, oh, like it's, it's, you know, it's giving, it's giving everybody like people who watch it, like it leaves them feeling happier or laughing or whatever, like, oh, you know, it's like a happy moment. And so I just kept sharing. Totally. And then flash forward and you're like, an influencer, like a Toronto uh, yeah. social media influencer, like a public figure now. So, I mean, that's fantastic. Like to do something that you loved and you were just having fun with and it blew up into like putting you in that influencer type category or status. And it was like obviously part of who you are and your identity. And so, I mean, like it, it all kind of ties in with keeping your identity. Yeah, and for sure. That is definitely something that we wanted to chat with you about too because you're a mom. You're publicly a mom. Um, you're also like, like we were just saying, a social media influencer of sorts. And that's something that I feel like is not always easy to be a mom on social media. Yeah. Like, do, have you found it? challenging oh my god like do people criticize you or to my face or just in general (laughs) (laughs) both both (laughs) for sure you know what to be honest I think becoming a mom period is actually really difficult in a social media world even if you're not necessarily like a quote-unquote influencer or whatever yeah because like you post a picture of your kid and, and like you know five minutes later I'd probably have my mom being like zip it his coat up all the way or like you know like it's like everybody has an opinion on like how you should be doing things how you should not be doing things and why are you doing it like this and it's so overwhelming and that's like not that's before you get on social that's like just the yeah, people in your life like you know what I mean yeah it's like I have the I, I tell everybody that like becoming a mom was like the biggest change in my life like ever and 
like I'm talking about my body changed, my mentality changed because right away, like you have a kid and now you're all of a sudden like, oh my God, I can keep this kid alive. Uh, oh my yeah. God, how do I do it? <laughs> and you're trying to figure that out. And then everyone's giving you opinions and it's just like, you can't even think like, and, and you're not sleeping at the beginning either. You're like a zombie. So there's just so many things that you have to deal with and so many opinions and to the point where it's almost hard to hear yourself and your own instinct and what works for you and that was the biggest thing where I'm like everybody needs to shut the hell up <laughs> and like I just need to like oh I'm sorry I don't I should have asked if like I can swear you can swear please do so <laughs> that was like the first thing where I was just like I just need everyone to like shut up and then the other thing was like what I realized is like look everybody Everyone's always going to have their opinions on whatever. And like, you just can't live your life just trying to please everybody. Because at the end of the day, like whether whatever you end up doing, everyone's going to have an opinion on it, but you still have to live your life. At the end of the day, it's still going to be your life because they may have an opinion on it. But 30 seconds later, they're off doing their own thing in their life. Like they don't care that much. You know what I mean? Unless it's my mom again telling me about pulling up the zipper (laughs) or whatever. But it's just like, honestly, like, I don't know. I just don't care. I just don't care. Yeah, it's something that I find isn't, like, talked about a ton. I mean, yes, you hear it in your social circles, and, of course, you do see it on social media. Um, Lots of, you know, women being, like, pro, no judgment, like, let moms do their thing. Um, But everybody judges. Everyone says that, and then they're judging. judging. And then they're judging, and it's like, you know what? I don't give a shit anymore. But the other thing is, like, layering on top of that is, like, you were saying is that you don't have – like time to like hear yourself and yeah that's Mm -hmm. like the whole identity crisis that I think moms like face because yeah all of a sudden your life literally is flipped upside down like in the best ways for sure um but it is 1000% different like you are now responsible for a human life like that and the thing is it takes it takes it takes a minute for it to be like if I'm going to be totally honest like it's not like you become a mom and yes, it's a beautiful thing, but it actually does. You can't even appreciate it until like almost like a couple months later sometimes because. Well, they're just such just potatoes in- at the beginning anyway. So you're not getting like any good feedback from them. They're just so dependent on you. Yeah. And but you I can't even imagine. Doing, right. Yeah. Like, that's that would scare me the most. The anxiety inducing like first like week or first yeah. day or first hour. And you're like, or the first minute you're home from the hospital and the nurses are gone and you're like, what the fuck? I, I have to do this now. I'm in charge here. Exactly. It's scary. You know that? Do you remember your first drive? Your first drive from the hospital to the home? It was like, oh, my God. Like, you're driving so damn slow. Everybody knows if you're, that you're probably bringing a, a kid home. But, like, it's it's the drive before you even get home where you're like, oh, my God, nobody hit the car. Nobody stopped too fast. Like, you're freaking out already. But I, for myself, I know, like, the biggest identity crisis I had came in becoming a mom. And, like, not because I don't love my kids or any of that stuff. I love, I love those little shits. It goes without saying. Like, and this is that, that – you know what? That's a whole thing right there. <laughs> why exactly. do we have to say yeah. that? that? Why do we have to say that? We – moms – do like we always are like oh you know I had a bad day or I yelled at my kids and I feel bad but I love them or like they're really annoying me today but I really love them like we know I know I love my kids we know moms love their children it should be something we're allowed to be like you're annoying me right now period exactly like Mm -hmm. it doesn't change that you don't love your the fact that you love your children does not change because they're making you absolutely insane and they do and you're right like at the beginning too is 
and same with you, Jess, is like they they don't do anything yet. Like you're yeah. totally exhausted. Yeah. You're terrified. You're excited. You're super hormonal and emotional. And, and your body's pain, been through probably. a trauma. Exactly. Yeah. Pain. Yeah. Physically, mentally, right? everything. And if I'm being totally honest, there's some level of resentment that comes in too that maybe – and like obviously we're – talking about experiences of our own and I'm not trying to say this is like a blanket experience or blanket people with this experience um like women obviously but like your husband is kind of useless or your partner kind of <laughs> I mean they yeah. can't do anything especially so at the even the supportive ones are trying I'm sure very. hopefully but they really can't, yeah. and that's. I think that would cause a lot of resentment for me. And obviously, I don't have a kid, so everything I'm speaking out is uh, is about how I will anticipate the feeling. But this is these are some of the major fears of why I do not want to have a kid. I was just gonna say, Jess, you are very brave because if I heard these conversations, I'd be like, "Hell yeah. to the no!" Yeah. But these Bell. are the but conversations it's true. That so many of my friends have. have kids. Yes, and and I yeah. and I love like speaking with my mom friends about it, but like I'm not gonna lie and say, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> like these aren't like I'm just yeah. being realistic, and and I haven't been one of those people from like you know age from a young age always wanting to have a kid. I was never really like that. In fact, only recently did I even think about having one. Before that, I was like, nope, yeah. don't even want one. But there, the reasons are because I'm none of it sounds appealing like I know I love them I don't think all of you guys are lying but it, there's a lot of parts that I feel like are scary and unappealing and it's true uh-huh. and I yeah, wish 100%. that yeah. when I got pregnant and I was the same to be honest like I was not the kid like from a young age being like I'm gonna have five babies and I can't wait yeah. to be married yeah. I was like the opposite like I had friends that were all about it like they're like oh, I'm, I'm seriously one- gonna too. have like six kids they do not let's just say that now they, those girls do yeah, not exactly. have like, Nobody yet. does in this day um, and age since birth control was yeah, invented. But, but I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, good for you. You go on with your bad self with that. But I just always envisioned yeah. a different like life lifestyle for myself. Um, both yeah. my pregnancies were not planned. Uh, obviously unplanned, but not unwanted. Um, but terrifying when I found out. I was like very upset when I found out that I was pregnant the first time. I was like, this is awful. This is this is the worst news that you could have given me. And this poor ultrasound technician that's trying to, like, talk about how it's a blessing and all these things. And I'm bawling my eyes out being like, I hate this. Like, I hate that you just told me I'm pregnant. Like, shut up, lady. What do you know? Yeah. And so this poor woman, I actually feel so terrible for her even still because I'm like, I probably, like, just traumatized her. Uh, but, yeah, then – go through the nine months, have the baby, come home. Yeah, my mom's gone. There's no nurses. And then you get into the routine of like every couple hours you're waking up, feeding. And I look over at my husband who's like peacefully sleeping, Mm -hmm. snoring away. And his useless fucking nipples that can't help me in any way. (laughs) And it's just like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did I just sign you up just for? You just did the hard part. Person. Having the pregnancy, yeah, that... birthing the baby, and then you're still doing the hard part? Stop adding up. Yeah. Well, yeah. the hard part never ends. Exactly. The like, but they could take commi- over a some. lifelong commitment. I think it would be a lot more fair if they could at least do the breastfeeding or something. Like, something. Well, I mean, in fairness, like, if you are someone who, A, chooses to breastfeed because you want to, and also if you're able to, um, 
I wanted to and I was able to, so I was lucky there because not all women are able to. But um, yeah, like if my children took, like if you weren't able to breastfeed, then you could give them a bottle. And I would hope that the husbands or partners would be a support more like more hands-on in those situations um mm-hmm. but we chose strictly breast for um the first so why while. didn't you so pump he, and make him still bottle because i mean here's a, a perfect question and a perfect example of not knowing right like not knowing what the right thing to do is so yes i could have pumped but then they say well, don't give them a bottle too soon because they won't want the nipple because they have to work so much harder when they're breastfeeding. If you give them a bottle, then they won't want to try on the nipple. It's like so, so many things. Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's literally no right answer. For me personally, I didn't pump because I was like, that's another freaking thing I have to do. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, so now on the only five minutes I have to myself, yeah. I got to sit there and pump? Screw that. I was like, screw that. Well, I always thought that I would want to pump because I don't want – this is another thing that probably a lot of women find beautiful, but, like, that that neediness, they're, like, always having to be literally on you, and that freaks me out, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fair because it's it's true. I mean, I did love it. I love the bonding. I love the experience. But at the same time, there were certainly days that I was like, I just don't want to do this. And there is a thing that happens to some women, and I don't know, like, if there's, like, a scientific name for it but or a technical name, but – Basically, because you're feeding and you literally have somebody attached to you, you get this like whole um, just like feeling of not wanting to be touched. So then when you have one minute to yourself and your husband's like, oh, hey, babe, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. If anybody (laughs) touches me, I will break every bone in your body. Like, I cannot be touched right now. Like, I've just had something attached to me for 10 hours. Like, I cannot now have you on top of me or anywhere near me. Like, I hate you Like, especially when he's the culprit of all this anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's there's all these things that come up that, you know, it just isn't part of the dialogue when you're pregnant. I mean, again, people do talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of pregnancy, but mostly it's like all the beautiful things. And then it's just the, well, you will be tired. There'll be sleepless yeah. nights, sleep when the baby sleeps. And some people do that. Some people don't. I couldn't. That was like the last thing I wanted to do was then be asleep. Like I wanted <laughs> to have that time to myself. Yeah. But even more like down the line after having pregnant or having a child is when you realize, like, you're kind of not sure who you are oh my God, yeah. anymore, and that's the biggest thing to me that was not talked about, that was not part of becoming a mom, yeah. um, is, like, this potential of losing who you are mm-hmm. or who you used to be or who you, how you identified, like, somewhere down the yeah. line. And, I mean, the conversation I found, like, the minute I became a mom, the conversation was always, like, well, you're a mom now. Well, you're a mom now. Exactly. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, am I supposed That's to be? That's who you are. I have, been, I have been Lisa from, like, the day I was born until I became a mom. And now that's it. Like, uh, bye, Lisa. Yeah. It was nice. You're just mom now. It's nice knowing you. And I'm like, so what does <laughs> that so mean? What, am I done? Am I dead? Like, what does that mean for me? Like, because literally, like, everybody has an opinion on what, how you need to dress, how you need to act, how you need to be. 
um, what you can and can't care do, for your child. yeah, how you do it, like, so, and, and I, for myself, I, I was, have always been very entrepreneurial, um, it was even harder because not only am I not allowed to be who I am, but I also have to really step away from, you know, my first baby, which is like my business and my projects mm-hmm. and the things that I'm passionate about. And I just have to stop, like walk away from it because it's expected. And at, at the beginning, I'm the only person who can do really anything. So I just have to completely step away. Does that like, that was the hardest thing for me because if, you know, I had, I had been in business for almost 15 years by the time I like had kids because I had just started really young. And so it was really difficult to try and discover, okay, so what does this mean for my life? What does this mean for me now? Am I not, do I need to reinvent who I am or why can't I just be who I am? And I actually read a book when I was pregnant the first time, um, raising bebe i think it's called or something and it's um this woman she's an american expat in paris because her husband like transfers or something like that and so they're raising their kid there she's an american raising her kid in paris and one of the things that she says is like in paris or at least where she was living um it's a the mothers and parents in general have such a different Uh, perspective on motherhood and how to raise their kids and by that I mean like here in America like the sort of mentality of how mothers should be is like your child is the center of your universe and you do everything for that kid your everything centers around the kid it's like Johnny has a nap time at three we gotta go because he needs to be in his crib it needs to be like this da 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 over there it's very different it's like no 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 you came into our life kid you need to adapt to us like it's a very different mentality and what she was saying though is also as these kids are older here in america it's like you there's so much more like the one of the biggest things is entitlement because these kids grow up thinking they're the center of the universe whereas over there it was very different she said in paris kids are like are way more respectful way more what's the word i'm looking for well rounded well rounded you know more uh, team players and like you know not just like me 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 kind of mentality so you know there's got to be something in that as well like you know and i and i yeah. think sometimes the mom guilt makes us overcompensate to be like well i'm just i'm going to do absolutely everything for this kid until i drain myself and i don't know who i am and then it's not good for the kid because they grow up to be a spoiled brat that's an asshole to everybody and it's not good for the mom because she's left feeling like okay well who am i now once these kids don't need me anymore i can't even imagine that that like the tug of each like you want to give everything to your kid especially working moms um you know i'm sure the mom guilt is real when you're at work trying to do your own thing and not to mention if you have to contribute and support for your family so you need to be there but also on the other hand of what if you want to work that like you said it was your first baby like some people love their careers so when you try and go and doing that but then you have this kid and then you're taking away time so i can't even imagine the mom guilt that surrounds that or well like literally everything like mom shame is so real but i absolutely love the fact um that there was a difference of you know the paris mothers or the european mothers um having the mentality of like you guys came into my life even though like you brought them in but it's true it is like an addition in why does it have to be such 
all about them, like, especially after they're not so useless in the beginning, you know what I mean? Like, when they can kind of start to do things for themselves, like, maybe you can take a little hands-off and create a little more balance in your lives. Teach them to be independent. Like, these are skills that, like, I want my kids to learn these things. I want that, like, when I'm not around, they're not useless. Like, they know how to do things Mm -hmm. for themselves. And, um, like, this is not, like, to bash the other way, because you do whatever the, do, everybody do whatever you want to do. This is just Mm -hmm. my observation, but, like, you know, like for me personally, to be honest, there there are times where I feel guilty, but they're very minimal to be totally honest. And I think it's that's also fantastic. Because, that I don't is know. Amazing. I don't know. Some people are like, well, don't you love your kid? Like you get so like it's you know what I mean? It, it goes both ways. Okay, but, well, that's stupid. You should be happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like for me personally, it's like I my parents are um, first and second generation immigrants. So like that's all I knew was like our parents worked. I was like my, I had either a great aunt or a grandmother who would watch me after school or whatever. And my parents are like, we are working to make sure we have something. And it made me respect my parents too. I think like to see that they're like working so hard. I'm not saying that's the only way to do it, but all I'm saying is like, we have this mentality that if we're not with our kids, like helicopter parents with them all the time, it means we don't love them. It means we're not doing you know, everything we can for them. But it that's not necessarily the only way to show them these things, you know, like, I saw my parents work really hard, it gave me respect for that. It made me see that, like, if you really want something, you need to go and do something about it, you can't just wait around for things to happen. So I don't know, personally, I think, you know, for me, it seeing my parents work, watching them work hard, not being always around me, was a benefit to me. It was an inspiration for my life. Mm. And like, I want my kids to, you know, know what it is to work hard, to go for things, to not give up. And, you know, when things, you know, when the shit hits the fan to just, you know, be like, oh, whatever, I guess it wasn't meant to be. It's like, no, 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 get back up, get back out there and keep going. Because I mean, if, if you want to do something, you know, or get something for yourself, that's, that's what you got to do, you know, you have to put the effort in for sure. And you're, you know, obviously, there is a lot of cultural differences on parenting um, all over the world. But yeah, specifically in the North American society that we're living in, seems to be like the one where, um, like the criticism and judgment is the worst. And one piece of advice that my mom gave just like, in relation to what you were talking about what with how the Paris mom raised the her child or raising their children um was my mom said don't let the children or child at the time because it was my first run your life Mm -hmm. like you still have a life and Mm -hmm. they don't dictate the schedule again outside of like at the beginning when they don't can't put a newborn on a schedule they they need to eat they need to sleep when they need to sleep like i'm going for a mini you can chill (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but once you're kind of past that or out of the weeds there um i think that is something that women fall into so much is this dictation of what your world is now like i'm hungry i'm tired i want to go to the park i want this i want to play toys i want to watch tv and you're kind of running around making sure all those things happen and yes like we do get so obsessive with nap times and scheduling and you stop what you're doing in your life to ensure you're following the schedule where yeah I was out and I'd be having lunch with friends and it's like oh my god I have to get home within like half an hour and you're like racing down the highway to get back home because you cannot miss 
nap time. Yeah, yeah. And because then the schedule is off and then they don't sleep at night. And then you're in this perpetual mm-hmm. state of like anxiety and stress of thinking like, okay, well then we're not going to sleep for this many hours. And then that means I'm tired. I still have to work in the morning. Like there's just it so many ends, things that yeah. come. It just never yeah. ends. I mean, well, I remember my parents, I, w- I think I'd mentioned this to you when we were chatting before. I was like, when I was a kid, my parents would have like their friends and our cousins and whatever over for like these basement like parties and I'd be like, I'm tired. And they're like, good, put those two chairs together, go and sleep on it. And when we're ready to go home, we'll push <laughs> you in the car. Like you had to be adaptable. And I think that's, you know what? Okay. It's one thing when the kid is really small, because when the kid is small, mm-hmm. and you're just training them to do everything, then that's fine. Like, I'm not saying that it needs to be like this forever, but at some point, like it needs to switch. You know what I mean? Like in that book that I was reading, they were saying like, basically within the like the woman gives herself like three months to like really just do everything she needs to do and give full attention to the child and then it's then they're training them right away to like start learning the independence kind of thing yeah and then they're absolutely. working by like eight months no i'm just kidding <laughs> i met the kid yeah <laughs> kid's got a job at eight months you know? like give us those uh parenting books yeah. <laughs> bring those o- over Rent here do <laughs> Yeah. What have you been doing this past six months? I know, lazy little <laughs> asshole. Um, but I like to think of a, a good way to look at it. And I've noticed for my, mo- uh, my mom friends that have their kids on like extreme nap schedules, it's a positive for them too, because then they know they're getting that three hours in the day for themselves. Yeah. And I would, I feel like that's something that I would like to look forward to. At least like it's the light at the end of the tunnel. If they're going crazy in the morning, it's like, okay, I'm getting three hours really soon yeah. as a break, you know? Exactly. And that's true. And that is like a good perspective to share, actually, because that is true, because that did allow you to kind of have, you know, some time to yourself to do whatever or nothing or just literally sit there and stare at the wall because sometimes that's what you want to do. And further, because you know they're going to go to bed at the end of the night as well. Like, it's your schedule, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, kids are unpredictable. For the most part, like you can't like you think you can have the schedule, like things are running smoothly every day day and then one day they're not like it just that's just part of it like you got to roll with that sometimes and these are all things that like you're not really told I mean you can read lots of books I think certainly it's getting so much better and like postpartum and this idea of like being this picture perfect mom um is starting to shift and that's great and I mean my oldest is only nine years so that's not that much time from when I had a baby for the first time and still felt like that that pressure. And so it is still there. Like it obviously still exists. And I don't know if it would ever fully go away because like you're, you've just given life to somebody and you're responsible for it. So of course there's always going to be that element of like panic and fear and just like and stress to and worry best, and concern sure. and wanting to do your best. But Yeah, because you also love that thing. Like you want the best for course. that thing too. Uh, that thing. Yes, and, and absolutely. And that's the other side of it though is like you want the best for your child. I love how you're calling it that thing, Jess. <laughs> Clearly you're not a mom. I, you know what? I bet you'll be one of those moms that still calls it a thing. <laughs> Not my thing over there in the car seat. Um, but is is because you do want the best for them. And that's where we do start to lose the identity again. Um, just coming back to that because you do focus, like hyper-focus on raising that child and to give them everything you can, which often means everything you have physically, mentally, emotionally. And 
for me personally, like, this is something that I experienced, like, with my first child. And and there was this serious, like, identity loss where I became what I thought I was supposed to be supposed to become, which was, like, kind of like the picture perfect mom always was put together. My house was always kept like nice and clean and put together my child was always put together I had the corporate job um like obviously when I went back to work and it just was this like what I thought is supposed to look like on the outside to people but on the inside that is not what was happening like I was feeling very isolated I was feeling very alone I lost um not really lost friends but my friendships changed a lot because I was a mom now was that because of you like trying to be a mom not that you weren't a mom well i i I would get the phone or like i would see on instagram on social media friends have like went out and i'd message them and be like oh hey that looked like you had like you look like you had a great time this weekend next time let me know um i'd love to come because i would always have been there i was super social and you'd get the response like oh well we just figured you wouldn't be available like you'd be busy and it and that is hard to deal with as a young and new mom I wasn't like I was 27 like I was still ready to party um but I know I have a responsibility so yeah but that was up for you to make that decision like they should have still extended that invite and I think that's what I'm saying though but these are things that you don't know are going to change why would you think yes I know I became a mom I have a child but you don't really think about like that aspect changing where your friends stop inviting you and not because they don't want you there but the the assumptions are made and like I don't know like was that something you experienced Lisa because that was something that I experienced for sure with my first you know what I was probably one of the last ones to have kids like in my my I was like in the opposite where it was like everybody was having kids and I was like where's everybody going like you know and I and for me it's like okay I understand like there's especially at the beginning when you're trying to figure things out and you haven't slept like I totally understand why somebody would not want to go out so Mm -hmm. I feel like I was on the other side of it where it was like everybody was leaving and I'm like okay that's cool whatever um I think what kind of happens is like and and it depends on the person but what I found was like once my friend started having kids it was like like because everything switches and maybe it's this whole identity thing and just like trying to you know especially the beginning when you're trying to just figure out who you are how does life look like now and the whole balance of it all there can be a separation because you just have two totally different things that you're dealing with in life. And sometimes that's not just motherhood. Sometimes it could just be what it could be a career thing that someone's just dealing with something and they just need their space. And um, I think if it's like, it's funny because like I'm half um, Spanish and like from South America. And even when it came to like people hooking up, like and having like, relationships like that were like like serious relationships when that started happening with friends like what I found with a lot of my friends was like the minute they got like you know serious boyfriends they would stop hanging out with friends like I'd see that a lot too in in the Spanish side of my culture it's like it's a very different mentality it's like if we're hanging out if we're like the best of friends and all of a sudden now you have a boyfriend or whatever it's like okay, now they'll come or now you have a boyfriend and now they come and it, the group gets bigger versus mm-hmm. the group getting smaller. Like it's a different mentality. So I think when it comes to motherhood and stuff, it just really depends on the dynamics of the group that of mm-hmm. friends. And like, 
I think it's also good to have conversations like, okay, so what does this look like? Like I, you know, cause I think both sides need to like, say like, you know, if you're the one without the kids, it's like, look, I still, I want to be part of the kid. Like now the kid mm-hmm. is part of the crew kind yeah. of mentality versus like now you're out cause you're not one of us. Like, but those conversations need to happen. But then that's not even real girlfriends if they're just going to cut you because you're what a mom now like that's not very nice well it may not even be intentional like sometimes there is coming from a place of just trying to be very understanding and not feel like they're missing out so you just try and give them this like it may not even be something Mm -hmm. from like a a neg it could be totally coming from a place of we just want you to feel let us know when you're ready kind of a thing but I do think it's important to have that conversation of even before the kid comes where it's like okay so what is this gonna look like like I want to be part of your life I want to like you know and and as a new mom sometimes you don't even know what you want like and it might change that day you know that minute Exactly. Yeah, and you don't know what it's going to be like. Obviously, like you said, kids are unpredictable. You could have one of those babies that sleeps like eight hours a night right away or sleeps 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. a night. Um, and and then, you know, as it, as they get older, that changes. But and yeah, like my experience certainly wasn't um, from people not wanting to be my friend or cutting me out of the group. I think they just they were new to it too, new to having nobody a knows it's like who we has just a don't baby. know how to make it work, you know. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's like a great point is that yeah, you know, any advice that we can give to women um, that are not moms yet, or maybe they're pregnant or becoming a mom, or are a mom and are experiencing similar things is like it really is just like about the conversation, and you're allowed to have that with your friends and your family and. Um, you know, if you're feeling kind of like you're being left out or isolated, then say something because your friends might not yeah. know. They may think they're just being respectful of your new yeah. life. Um, or maybe they are assholes and they're like, oh, well, you're boring now. See so ya. Yeah. Then they're yeah, not friends you want in your that. life or your child's life probably exactly. anyway. I think that um, the good thing with girlfriends is that you can vocalize and just like, like mo- new momhood is hard enough as it is for people um so if you are feeling like like that should not be a factor that you're dealing with at that time so um that's when you can get your girls to rally and just be like i need you come here even like small things like if you need i always offer this to my friends like can I come over and clean or can I come over and do some laundry or something because or just bring food like that was yeah. the thing whenever my girlfriends like started having kids it was like let me just drop off some food for you so you don't have to cook yeah. dinner tonight yeah like, just like a was... small thing I don't even need to hang out with you or or I'll hold your baby and you go for a shower or something like yeah. that's the shit that um I always try to do for my friends because like I like I said I don't have a kid but when I would see them right after and they're like so disheveled and freaking out I'm like oh fuck <laughs> so disheveled. Right? let me no, just clean something though. for you because <laughs> like I remember one of my best friends when she first had like she was the first one to have kids like of our group or whatever and I just remember like going to see her and it was like she was so stressed out and mm. because like then it's like oh they're a mom they're trying to figure it out they don't know what's happening and now they need to entertain you like there was this whole and I'm like yeah I was just like girl like just go brush your hair yeah. brush your teeth take a shower yeah. go have a nap like we're good like just get the hell out of here kind of thing you know yeah yeah that's exactly what you hope to get from your friends and your family and having friends in your life that did do that you're really fortunate and you're really lucky. And again, that's like great advice. But um, hold on. Can I just interrupt you for one second? Because here's for the sure. other thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to interrupt you. But like the other thing is we have to learn to let go a little bit. 
because like sometimes we're really like we want everything done a certain way like I know even like before the baby comes like your birth plan this whole thing about your birth plan I think we need to like educate people on the options but I actually think like having this whole fucking birth plan thing is like the big the, the worst thing you can do to a woman because it I never it, it very rarely goes exactly as you plan it and then I, I know so many women that are like I'm gonna give birth in this pool in my living room and then they end up having a c-section <laughs> and then they have so much guilt emergency c-section yeah and then they they have mm-hmm. so much guilt and it's like your baby is healthy you are healthy everything turned out fine who gives a shit? And also, what could you supposed to do in that situation? Really? Like, yell at the doctor? Like, no, no. Yeah. Like, I'm doing this in the pool. But you know what? That is something that does happen. And there is, like, that element of... And, and maybe, like, this is, like, something that your partner is really pushing. So there is, like, guilt and fear around that, too. Because it's like, well, we really... Like, you need to have the baby naturally. And and you can even layer in, like, any kind of cultural mm-hmm. beliefs there, too. So it, you are, co- like, from day one, the minute you're pregnant, it there is, like, this constant, like, fear and guilt and shame and yeah. judgment. And it's just, like, a vicious cycle. And, yeah, like, just going back to, like, yes, if, if after having a baby, just come over and just sit with me and, like, talk to me. Or, yeah, hold the baby. Let me go to the bathroom for, like... half an hour by myself or let me lay down (laughs) or like even let me do my own dishes kind of thing like there is just it's just little things good friends don't judge you and that's the other that and like what you were saying lisa too is i can't entertain you like if you want to come over and hang out with me because we're friends if you're someone who's expecting the new mom to have like a spread available for everybody (laughs) or like the house is going to be spotless or we're going to sit there and have like bottles of wine like that's not yeah. happening unless you bring it or don't put that expectation on yeah. your new mom friend. But yeah, like the birth plan thing also, I kind of had one, but it, I wasn't like married to it. It was like, okay, I'll try and go natural. But if it doesn't work out. As long as I think as long as women are flexible, you know what I mean? It's, there's nothing wrong with having a plan. But they, they need to know that they can be exactly. flexible. That is allowed. That is your right. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is completely up to you. This is coming out of your body. Yeah. Like, you have every right to make the decision, and I don't care what anybody else says or what society says or, like, all the shit you see on TV, like, or on Instagram and the movies, all the stuff. Like, you have to listen 100%. to yourself and what feels right for you. It's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, like, if you get in the car and you're driving to work, okay, now a lot of people are working from home, but if you get in the car and you're like, okay, this is the route that I'm going to take to work, and then all of a sudden there's construction or a traffic jam... You're not going to, like, and you have to go a different way. You got to reroute yourself. You're not going to, like, turn around and say, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to work. Or I'm just going to be so pissed and upset and, like, make myself feel wrong all day long because I didn't get to go the way. No, you got to work. You got where you needed to go. That's all that matters. I love that analogy because it kind of highlights just how um, little control you have over those situations. Um, like, for example, following the, the birth plan, like, if there's just not an option for that, there's not an option for it. And Accept it. Why dwell on that? Yeah, yes. exactly. It's just move on. Like, have your plan 100% because you just want to feel ready. You want to know what's going on. But then life is going to be what it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. And that goes know? for so. literally everything, not just birthing people. Like, 
everything. If should there ever be a time yeah, where the situation true. needs to change, you have to adapt to it. Like you can't sit there you and gotta feel be guilt. adaptable. Um, and especially yeah. when it we are talking about children because birth is just the beginning. Like there's gonna be tons of shit that goes on that you really need to adapt to. So start off on a good 100%. good note. Yeah. Well, and and that's just right? like the whole point is that instead of feeling like you can't make changes and that you're doing something wrong if you do or if your mind changes your feelings change everything changes like there's nothing wrong with that and that is just like conversations that need to keep happening in like amongst women and sharing your experiences and knowing that you're not alone and that it's okay to feel the way you feel that's why I think your podcast like all these conversations like probably like you were saying earlier when you first had your when you had your first nine years ago it's like a very different conversation than the way things totally. are now and things like your podcast and all these conversations mm-hmm. makes it so much easier for women to be like you know what I've heard this like I've heard all these other women have the same thing it's, it's not that big of a deal because now they're not alone if I had been told um like my experience would have been a lot different and, and probably easier I would have been easier on myself I would have been easier on my husband I wouldn't yeah. have felt like I have to do everything my like my way or this certain way because if I don't like I'm the worst yeah. mom in the world um but if I had been told you will mourn your old life and your old self and that's normal like th- those are like golden words I don't know how else to explain it it just but it wasn't it didn't wasn't said to me or I hadn't even heard that term until like later on it's like here's another thing to juggle versus like or be aware you may of. not want to juggle you yeah, may want and I didn't know yeah. I was allowed to mourn my old identity so then for someone who's gonna have a kid what would you say I would say you're going to 100% your life has changed drastically you are now a parent you're now responsible for another human life maybe multiple um And that is amazing in all sorts of ways, but it's fucking hard in all sorts of ways. And it takes a toll on you mentally in all sorts of ways. And you're allowed to mourn your old life and your old identity. And then you have to figure out things to gain back that identity. A, if you want that person, like that version of yourself back in some ways, you're always going to be a mom now. So like you can't erase that. You can't be 100% who you used to be because – you're just not 100% who you used to be anymore. You're somebody else because you wear a different hat. Um, but you can regain that identity and you have every right to. And like, again, that's part of why we wanted to chat with you, Lisa, because I think what you're doing speaks volumes and helps a lot of women because you're unapologetically you online, out there for everyone to see. Like mm-hmm. you get to be fun and you get <laughs> to be silly and you still get to be a mom and you're still an entrepreneur and you still like – you know, run a household and you're still happy. And obviously you probably have your bad days and your shitty days and like your angry 100%. days. Um, but that's like, usually we're harping on like social media a little bit and how it's like detrimental to our society yet we all live on it. But this is where, an area yeah. where we feel that like maybe so- social media is like a good thing when you are someone who's looking for, your identity because it's something that can be your own maybe you're doing blogging maybe you're dancing maybe you're Mm -hmm. you know sharing pictures like whatever the case may be maybe you're starting a podcast because that's something you wanted to do and you wanted to talk to two women about 
women about your life. Um, so like that's what we wanted to chat with you about also is just like how did social media like help you? Well, first of all, like I started on Instagram literally like I had just had my second and my first I had like a year before. So I went like bam, bam oh, because God. I was like if I don't have them right away. Yeah, that I is was like if I don't crazy. have them right away, then it was like I wasn't going to – like if I waited too long, I would have yeah. been a one and done, right? Which there's nope. nothing wrong with that, but I – like, I grew up with sisters, so I wanted to, like, I wanted my kid to have siblings. That's something I struggle with, too, because I think, like I said, if I'm going to have a kid, it's just going to be the one. But, like, uh, is it the worst to not give your kid a sibling? Like, I love my brother so much, but he gets so many things except for him, you know? Is it so selfish? I think it's, like, a personal choice I know, thing anyways. Like, doing yeah. it twice sounds like a nightmare it's a hundred percent a personal choice and you shouldn't like and that's the thing like we feel like we have yeah. to ask this and be told like what's the right thing to do it's- well you guys should have both said no one is fine <laughs> <laughs> you know what support me ladies <laughs> i was an only child for six years and i do have recollection of it and i was like this is wonderful yeah okay <laughs> thank you i don't remember not liking it um <laughs> In fairness, I was only six. Yeah. I know. What's not to like then? Plus, I think if you're someone who has like either a lot of friends or family with kids around so that they're like, as long as they're not alone, they need people that they can like. But yeah, like I know for me, when I first started on Instagram, it was literally like right after having my second and I just had my first not too long ago and I was feeling really alone. So it was like for me, like if I didn't have social media I think I would have very easily gone in like a downward spiral. And I had a lot of support around me. I had my sisters. I had my mom who was like coming over like Mm -hmm. all the time and helping. And even with all that support, just the complete change in life was like still something I really had to deal with. So I can't even imagine, you know, for, for families or women that don't have a lot of support around them. It's hard. Like it's freaking hard. And especially if, you know, if you're someone, a woman who's had a lot of aspirations even before the, the the idea of like family and kids come along, there's a lot that you have to deal with in terms mm-hmm. of like this new way of life type thing. But like, honestly, like I've met some of the most incredible women because of social media and ha- like been able to have the kinds of conversations I can't have with my mom. I was, I was the first one in my family to have kids and the first time I went over to my mom and started breastfeeding, my mom threw a blanket over my head. And you're sweating. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in full light, full exposure to the child. Yeah. Now you throw a blanket over my head. I'm in the dark. How am I so, like, how is this going to work? Like, you know, and it was like, it's, you know, she's coming from a different generation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so you need, you need your, you need your girls. You need the moms. You You need to find you know people that you're like yes either that's what I want to aspire to or that look that feels you need options and so and social media if nothing else it gives you an opportunity to see mm-hmm. how so many different people do it and what feels right for you or maybe it's like I like this about that and I like this about that but now you see a menu yeah. right versus like only seeing it one way 
I think the hardest thing is that we just put so much pressure on ourselves and expectation versus just like just going with the flow, you know, like that's the bottom line that it all comes down to, I think, too. Yeah, it's totally what feels right for you. And I love that you said the menu thing, though, because that's true. It's like maybe there's someone's doing something that you didn't think of and you now Mm -hmm. have access to that. You could potentially have access to that person. You can ask them questions. You can, you know, get more information about what they're doing that you think, oh, that might actually really work for me. Maybe there's somebody that shares the same kind of struggles. Like maybe you have a child that has like, you know, um, colic or something like that, like anything. And you're just looking for a community and social media can definitely offer that. Obviously, there's like a really dark side of it and negative side, but you could also weed that out and you can focus on the positivity and you can focus on those um, other individuals that are complete strangers for the most part but that's kind of what's nice about it is because like mm-hmm. they don't know you you don't know them but yeah. you share something yeah. um at the same time or it's just an outlet it's an outlet to participate in or it's an outlet to just like watch and let your brain <laughs> go numb yeah. yeah just super entertaining at the very minimum i think it just like the good part of instagram or just social media in general is that it can normalize mm-hmm different ways of being a mother just that that you don't have to like what everybody does but like it at least shows you and normalizes that you can be different it doesn't have to look one way and I do like the idea that it like you said a menu because a lot of the time you get advice from your mom who hasn't been around the block for 30 years almost right so things are so different now it is bad to whatever I don't can't even think of an example but you know things that they did back then now you're not supposed to do now so it's getting like modern day advice as well um but yeah like you said it it although there are the dark sides of of social media um which we all know about mom or not it does help to normalize a lot of different things and at the very very least it's an entertainment outlet for you um for us to look at and and especially someone like you lisa who uses it for your entertainment you are putting that out there for others Mm -hmm. yeah your creative outlet for other people's entertainment as well and you're bringing so much joy and happiness to other people i think there's like a lot of positivity that we're not focused on with social media because we do get like caught up in like the like dark side of it and i just we just love what you're doing lisa because it is like entirely positive and it's authentic and that's something that we like feel is so important right now because there's so much just like obviously it's 2020 so hello like what is what is this year um but (laughs) um but you just like beam positivity and and authenticity and like you can you feel like it's really you in all your posts yeah and um i think that you're probably like a great role model for your kids because you're real and you have fun still like that's the other thing like just because you're a mom doesn't mean you have to stop having fun and you know you also don't Mm -hmm. have to be a certain age to be on social media like anybody can be on there and anybody can do anything and you've also figured out a way to like monetize it too um through just being yourself so like i think a lot of women can learn from that and especially moms because like the buck doesn't stop when that child exits your body like there's like you are someone who like you're still you you're a person you're still like worthy and um have so much 
more to offer and you should still be yourself too. Like you have to make sure you take time for yourself and like be yourself. Yeah, this is a long haul job. You might as well like settle in in a way that makes you happy for the longest amount of time. You know what I mean? 100%. And I mean, there were, you know, in me growing up, I mean, there's definitely times where like, you know, I saw my mom not happy, but for the most part, she's always been someone who is very happy. And when you're around people who are happy that you teach your kids how to be happy and like what a great gift Mm -hmm. you can give your kids then to show them this is how you make yourself happy. You don't need this plastic surgery. You don't need those clothes. You don't need that particular job. You just need to know how to make yourself happy. I absolutely love that. I think that's the best gift you could teach. Like I want my kids to be self-confident in who they are. That's a big thing for me with – and so in that like – Teaching them to be independent is real and do things for themselves, I think, builds someone's self-confidence. And being able to, like, be fully expressed in who you are and just, like, the only – when you're fully expressed in who you are, I think you learn a lot about your own intuition and what matters to you, what are your beliefs, and what doesn't matter to you regardless of what other people are saying. And so, you know, I, I, I think my biggest thing, what I'm – recent very recently have started to realize is that like what I the message I hope people get when they come and visit me on Instagram is like this is your permission to just be you that's like an amazing sentiment and like do you Mm -hmm. do your kids know like who you are on social media like are they aware my daughter in the in this past year she she had asked me recently she's like Okay, and I'm, like it's it's not like I'm like a celebrity or anything, but it's funny because my my daughter was like, "Are you Lisa in the city?" And I think it's just because she's heard <laughs> me say things like she's heard Lisa in the city or whatever, and she's like, "Is that you, mommy?" Like, but I think it it would have been the same thing if like if it was just like, "Is your name Lisa?" Like you know when that moment when your kids realize your name is not actually yeah. <laughs> mommy, it's you actually have your own name. I think it was that kind of a thing, Aww. but my kids really love like like dancing with me and like they're always like can I be on camera like and I'm like yeah like express yourself do what you got to do like you know I I want that for my kids and it, for me it was it has always been something that the more I can express myself whether it's creatively whether it's whatever I don't know but that's been my access to like rediscovering who I am whether it was before motherhood or after the more I'm able to just like, whether it's dancing, whether it's creating videos, whether it's a caption, like whatever it is, it's like, um, that's my way of like, finding my way. Well, that's so inspirational. I think a lot of moms, new moms, maybe moms to be will find a lot of like, you know, inspiring sentiment in that and really hopefully take that to heart too so they can feel happy like you do (laughs) wine helps (laughs) wine wine does help that is what i want to hear and yes it's okay to have a drink it's okay to have a few drinks like i mean that's a whole other rabbit hole i'll be pumping and dumping myself (laughs) (laughs) but i mean that's and i i just love this like chat that we're having because yeah it is it seems like it's so obvious, like, well, yeah, of course you can be yourself and of course you can do this. But you say that until you're in it and then that realization kind of goes away and it takes a lot to kind of get back to who you are. <laughs> Speaking of kids. <laughs> yeah. 
They give you the hour. They're like, no, yeah. you're back I'm now. <laughs> Sorry for anyone who's listening. It's like my kids are literally running in the back of my husband is trying to grab them and get them. Yeah. <laughs> I am totally posting this part of the video because like. Oh, my God. You need to give me this clip. Yeah. It's like literally it's like mom life. It is. It is mom life. It's the Instagram versus reality life. But this is real. This is relatable. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we put so much pressure like we were saying before. It's like we put so much pressure on ourselves to make it look a certain way but the minute we finally see someone just show the way it is we're like oh it's so refreshing it's like oh thank you it's like exhale you know and so the minute I personally think the minute we give ourselves permission to just be who we are and it's like this is me uh the good the bad the ugly the whatever and it's like we do that the minute we do that it's refreshing for everyone around us because now we let them know I can be who I am so you can be who you are and we're and it's good this is real life and this is yeah. totally good like yeah. your kids are yeah. supposed to want you your kids yeah. are supposed to come crash your zoom meetings and you're like interrupt you <laughs> and they're supposed to be kids and it's normal like that's why like these conversations need to keep happening and women need to just chat about yeah. it and normalize it and like know that my life looks like that too like my house is a disaster sometimes and my kids are unkempt sometimes yeah and whoever says it's not like that is full of shit okay or has like a, a fleet of staff yeah so they don't even them. know that that's actually what's going on so <laughs> i mean i think like on that note like yeah. this has just been perfect like it's yeah. been such a raw and like real conversation about our experiences and like just like you talking about not having kids and like what you see um with your mom friends me being one of them Mm -hmm. and like you know it's it's great perspectives because you do get really caught up in this world of like perfection or like seeking perfection and I guess we're all here to just say like it's a trap it's a trap it's a trap and and don't use social media as like that like comparison tool to see if you're doing it right use it as that resource to have fun with and have an outlet and like follow the people that are being real and authentic and and being regular moms yeah, it's like, yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, it's like, use Instagram for whatever's going to make you feel good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if something doesn't make you feel good, I mean, you have the option either to just to like, not be part of that anymore. Or sometimes, like, I know a lot of people have this thing right now where it's like, if you don't, if, if you don't feel good following this account, and it's making you feel bad about yourself, delete the account. And I get that. And I also think that sometimes it's for us to like, not take things so seriously. Because you can't just like take everything out of your life, you know what I mean? So I think for sure. Anyways, I just want to throw that in there. But thank you so much, thank ladies, <laughs> for like having me on your show. This has been like so much fun to be part of. You guys are just like, con- and thank you for elevating the conversation for all of us women out there. It's amazing what you guys are doing. Well, oh, thank you, and thank, thank you. you for being um, the guest to talk about like mom life and yes. using social media and um, just being real and being yes. yourself. Like we love it, we love everything you post. It's so fun, and it is a breath of fresh air. Let's let's all be friends. Let's yeah. all be friends. And uh, <laughs> for our uh, our only fans account, feet first yeah. or fancy feet. 
What did we decide? Feet first. Fancy feet first. Fancy feet first. There you go. <laughs> you heard it here Stay first, folks. Stay tuned for the launch of Fancy Feet First OnlyFans account. Because um, it's coming at you. But in the meantime, Lisa, why don't you tell everyone where they can follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Lisa in the city. I'm on uh, Instagram. I'm on YouTube. And I'm on TikTok. Yes. And you'll just be Amazing. dancing away. Yes. Come check out Lisa and her dancing. It's fantastic. Hey, hey, hey. One thing is, though, like, your dancing isn't just you being, like, so silly and, like, crazy and dancing all over the place. Like, you're actually a good dancer, though. That's the other thing. Like, you're... We need to clarify that. You have have the moves. Like It's fun. I like to have a lot of fun. I like to have a lot of fun. So you can tell you have a dancing background. But, yeah, you are awesome. And as always... Please follow us at Herspective underscore podcast. And please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts on yes. any platforms. Greatly and appreciated. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. And obviously, we'll see you on Instagram. Hey. Thanks, thanks so much. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.